Ancient stones were discovered, found in Jerusalem. It may seem like an uneventful discovery, but these remnants of a stonemason shop are dated to biblical times. Might they give us more insight into the life of our Lord? Archaeologists have found ancient stoneware in the outskirts of Jerusalem. The funny thing is that no one was looking to make a discovery. These stones were revealed as work on an expanded highway began. Scholars have dated the area to the Second Temple period, 6th century BC to 70 AD. There is a possibility that these are pieces of a stonemason's shop, which was up and running in the time of Jesus. Though our translations typically call Jesus a carpenter, some biblical scholars argue that Jesus was closer to a stonemason. Could Jesus have stopped by to talk shop at this particular establishment? Perhaps, but regardless of his profession, we know his divine calling to save people from their sins. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and today we continue in our series called Encounters with Jesus. You may recall that as the Gospel of John comes to a close, John the Beloved Apostle writes, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that could have been written. As we continue to look at the encounters Jesus had while on earth, we should pay close attention There's a reason why these particular encounters are in the Gospels and not others. This includes a most wonderful passage which we're going to read today. And I'm speaking of the Transfiguration, where Jesus encounters Moses and Elijah. But first, I want to remind you of a great resource that we have available for you. Have you ever seen a Broadway-caliber musical with an altar call? That's what I love about Sight and Sound Theater based in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and Branson, Missouri. People arrive by the busload to watch these full-length biblical stage productions. And for the long-running musical simply called Jesus, they went all out. But what if you're like me, and you don't live nearby? Well, in a special edition DVD we have available for you, as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries, this top-notch stage production comes to life in a whole new way. Even those who saw it live can now see it all close up. The joys and pains etched clearly in the faces of Christ and his disciples. It's as gripping as a blockbuster movie, but it's as intimate as if you're sitting in the theater yourself. Perfect for the whole family to take in the gospel story in a uniquely intimate way. So why don't you visit us after the program at haventoday.org That's haventoday.org, or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. We have behind-the-scenes clips posted on our website, but when you're visiting us or calling us, please make your gift to receive this immersive production of The Life of Our Lord on a special edition DVD. I want to share with you part of an interview that we had with one of the actors from this musical. The production of Jesus by Sight and Sound Theater was affected by the COVID pandemic, 
And I asked this actor, Chris Bergman, to talk to us about that. Yeah, so in 2018, that was the year that Jesus opened. We actually, the show was so well received, we we ran it two consecutive years here in Lancaster, which is not something we normally do. Um, and then at the end of 20, 2019, the show ended and we went into Esther here in Lancaster and we were going to be shipping Jesus out. So, But during the run of Jesus, we actually did a very intensive DVD recording. And we brought a film studio in and we filmed it uh, much more intimately than we have other productions in the past. And we sort of had and then we did all of the editing and stuff like that post. And so we had this DVD sort of in our hands and this what was essentially a movie, a filmed theatrical movie ready to go. And then COVID hit. As time went on, um, we had some random interactions with TBN where some of our folks were away and they happened to run into some of their representation and they were looking for stuff to put onto their schedule. And it just so happened as Easter came and during COVID, we had this wonderful show that we could do and we partnered with TBN to get it out there. And so ironically enough, I, I forget the exact numbers, but in that season, we I forget how many... In general, we have just under, say, about 900,000 people who come see a show within a single year here in Lancaster. But because we put it on TV, I think, believe in that season, it was close to like 4.5 million people saw the story of Jesus on TBN, um, which is incredible because during a time when we were down and our theater was not allowed to be open, we were still getting the message out of the Lord more so than maybe we would have had if we were to be open during that season. So it was pretty cool. That was Chris Bergman. He's one of the actors who plays one of the disciples in the musical Jesus by Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now, what I'd like us to do is pause for a moment and hear a great song before we begin our Bible study today. From his album, How Great Is Our God, Chris Tomlin.
This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, Encounters with Jesus. And that, of course, was Chris Tomlin singing Jesus, Messiah. Well, Encounters with Jesus, that's what we're calling the series again this week. In the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there was a week when the disciples went through a roller coaster of emotions. First, Jesus asked them, Who do you say I am? And to this, Peter confessed that Jesus was the Christ. Peter was right. Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. And that should have been a moment of excitement. But Jesus commanded the disciples to not say anything about this declaration, and he began to speak of his impending death. You see, Jesus is indeed the Messiah, the Christ, but he is not the Messiah that the disciples or other first-century Jews were expecting. They were expecting a mighty king who would set them free from Roman oppression. But he told the disciples that their Messiah would be rejected and killed. You can imagine the confused looks on the disciples' faces. What did this mean, after all? And then about a week later, Peter, John, and James would find out. Jesus brought them up to a mountaintop to pray. Now, this wasn't unusual. Jesus would regularly spend time in prayer on the top of hills or mountains. It's what happened next that was surprising. Listen to Luke 9, starting in verse 29. Jesus took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. And as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters or booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While Jesus was praying, he was transformed before their eyes. Mark 9 includes this vivid imagery when describing the transfiguration. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter 
than anyone in the world could bleach them. And only days before, the disciples were wondering if Jesus was really a glorious Messiah. This revelation should have taken away any doubts. As if that were not enough, two of the most famous men in the Hebrew Scriptures appeared, Moses and Elijah. How exactly did the disciples know who these two men were is beyond me, but perhaps as they listened in, they realized who these men were and its significance. Jesus had encountered Moses and Elijah. But from Jesus' perspective, this wasn't his first encounter with them. They surely had met in heaven. How do we know? By their conversation. Verse 31 tells us they spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. This was not small talk, asking Jesus about his upcoming travel plans. You might recognize the Greek word used for departure, exodus. Moses and Elijah were asking Jesus about his coming exodus in Jerusalem. And that's a very significant point. Do you know why? If you remember the exodus of the Old Testament, what happened? The Lord brought his people, the people of Israel, out of the oppressive grasp of Egypt. The Israelites of old had questions too. They wondered if the Lord remembered the promise he gave to Abraham. And he answered by defeating Pharaoh and humiliating those pagan gods of Egypt in the Exodus. It's the climax of the Old Testament. This scene of the transfiguration is pointing forward to a new Exodus, the climax of the New Testament. Jesus was not going to lead a military coup against the Roman Empire. That's not why he had come. He came for a greater reason, to save us from the oppressive grasp of sin and death. What a glorious Messiah we have in Jesus. Mark finishes his telling of the transfiguration in the following way. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. So, here the disciples were still a little confused about Jesus, but that's okay. A seed was planted while they were on this mountaintop. In due time, their eyes would be fully opened. And you know, As I reflect on this special narrative in the Gospels, I realize that this encounter was not really for Jesus or Moses or Elijah. They knew what Jesus had to do. They knew why he had come to earth. The transfiguration was for Jesus' dear friends and for us today. Do you have questions about Jesus? Do you wonder about who he is? Come to the scene of the transfiguration. See his glorious face and that very, very white clothing. And then jump a few pages and read of Jesus' death and resurrection, his exodus in Jerusalem. I pray that the Holy Spirit would use these scriptures for you to encounter Jesus more in your life. He alone can change your life. Certainly, he has changed my life as well. 
That's the musical group Sela from their Greatest Hymns 2 album, Wonderful, Merciful Savior. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, Encounters with Jesus. Theater has always been a powerful way to tell a story. Millions have flocked to theaters to see secular musicals like Hamilton, Wicked, Phantom of the Opera, or way before that, Sound of Music, or South Pacific. But Broadway rarely has space for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm so excited that the Sight and Sound Theater Company exists to bring the story of Jesus to the stage and dramatically tell the greatest rescue story of all time with professional actors, first-rate production quality, and musical numbers that'll resonate deep in your soul. 
and I'd like you to experience for yourself where you live. This production is simply called Jesus, and we have this special edition DVD available for you as our way of saying thanks for your support of Haven Ministries. Our web address to watch a preview is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. But before we have to go, I want you to listen to an excerpt from this wonderful production. I don't know who you are, but you must leave me at once. I'm just a fisherman from Galilee, a sinner, unworthy to be in your presence. Peter, follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. Andrew, follow me. James, John, sons of thunder, follow me. Yes, I will. Me too, on, Peter. Our right. net is so full. <laughs> yes, it is. He's the king of the dark. Andrew, I think he's more than that. Jesus calling us to be fishers of men from the musical called Jesus here on Haven Today. Well, along with the special edition Jesus DVD that we have for you, I want to mention one more thing. If you listen to us every day, and the Lord is using the oldest Christian daily radio program still on the air, 89 years this year, would you become a Haven partner? That's someone who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to help us keep sharing Christ Jesus and His grace with others. Read about becoming a Haven partner on our website, or tell us you want to become a partner when you call us at our toll-free number. Let's take a moment and pray right now. Lord, we hear this story that's in more than one of the Gospels of the Transfiguration, very, very close to Caesarea Philippi, where the gates of hell were pointed out by Jesus, a temple in a cave to Pan, a Greek god. Lord, who is Jesus? He asked his disciples that day. And Peter said it. You are the Messiah. And we need to realize this too. Lord, can we shine and see your glorified face? Can we imagine in our minds as well as in our hearts what you looked like that day? How your clothes turned so very white. And Lord, you're coming led to your exodus there on the cross in Jerusalem where you paid our penalty on the cross and forgiveness of our sins was finally achieved. Lord, be merciful to us sinners and lead us into the grace that only comes from you. May we understand that more. May we seek your glorified face even today. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's been said that what goes into a mind comes out in a life. In other words, the things that you see and hear, and the private thoughts you allow to occupy your attention, it all eventually becomes known in your words and in your deeds. That's why Paul said, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, think about such things. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's the benefit of obedience to Jesus. Because when you fill your mind with his truth, your relationship deepens with the one who said, I am the truth. Would you like to spend time with him more consistently? Anchor Devotional can help you spend more time with him every day. Get it in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.